I think now might be a good time to address another question that's probably circulating in your head. And that is, what happened to the gold? Remember when we started this reserve bank, all of these national banks, or whatever we want to call them, they had gold as a reserve. And then at some point, they said, well, you know, why are we each holding gold? Why don't we just all concentrate our gold in one reserve bank? And then that reserve bank can issue and it was the only person that could issue, it could issue banknotes that could be tradable into gold. And then we said, you know, over time, people just got used to the notion of using the banknotes themselves. That's too thick. Using the banknotes themselves as reserves. And that's what the reserve ratios were all based on, were based on the banknotes itself. And we talked about that if the Fed or the Reserve Bank wanted to increase the money supply, it could essentially just print new notes print new notes, and it would have offsetting notes, outstanding liabilities. And then it could use those to perform open market transactions. And it essentially allows it to grow the monetary base with the economy or with the needs of, of, of different projects out there so that those projects happen. And in that whole discussion, we, you, you might have noticed that this yellow stuff was just sitting here. It had nothing to do with the economy. It was just sitting there, and if you, if, if you really wanted to force me to say what it was doing, well, it was giving a little bit of confidence behind what this thing was, right? It gives you a little bit of confidence, because at first, at least, when we said you know, that it was backed by the gold, there was maybe a similar amount of gold as there was there. Maybe a little bit later, we said, oh, you know, this could be exchanged for gold at some rate, maybe, I don't know, $35 per ounce. I think that's what it was when we were last on the, on the gold standard, $35 per ounce. But if you think about it, it's a couple of weird things here. First of all, almost from the get-go when we did this, the whole purpose of having this, this flexible money supply is so you can grow and contract money with the needs of the economy. And we would, for the most part, have notes outstanding, because this was a fractional reserve system. We would have notes outstanding more than the actual amount of gold. And this has been the case even when we were on the gold standard. You had more dollars than you actually had gold. But you had to keep a little bit of gold there just so in case people wanted to call your bluff, in case you know X percentage of the people wanted their gold back. So they would come back to the central bank and say, give us our gold. But the gold fundamentally, it had no other function. It, ha it wasn't in the economy. It wasn't helping transactions happen. It wasn't doing anything. It was just sitting in Fort Knox or wherever it happens to be sit. And, 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 and to some degree, it was, it's more of a pain than any kind of real value. Because, because you had to uh, keep up this notion that these things, these dollar bills, could be translated into gold, it kind of forced a reserve ratio requirement on the central bank itself. And that reserve ratio requirement, if you think about it, is kind of arbitrary. It's dependent on how much gold is found in the world, right? In order to increase the money supply with GDP because you know people are inventing computers and railroads and cars and highways are being built and we're all becoming more efficient, in order to keep the money supply up with that extra economic activity, we have we if we stay on the gold standard and if we want to keep kind of these ratios between the money and gold, we'd have to grow our gold with the economy. And you know, that's kind of arbitrary. You know, maybe we find a, a b big bunch of gold or maybe we find no gold. And that really should have no bearing on our technological progress and how hard we're working. And it, it makes a lot of sense. I mean, you could imagine in a world where all of a sudden, you know, an asteroid made of gold lands on, you know, in the middle of the U.S. Does that all of a sudden, you know, because gold is less valuable, should that make the dollar less cheap? Or in another world where, uh, for whatever reason, uh, we can't find any more gold, should that all of a sudden decrease our ability to circulate money around? And then when it becomes, and I said it three videos ago, that these dollar bills aren't just 
the liabilities or the obligations of the central bank. They're actually obligations of the U.S. government. So let me ask you a question. Would you rather have something backed by gold or backed by the U.S. government? And I know many of you, your gut reaction is say gold. Gold is real value. The U.S. government, what are they good for? They're a bunch of crooks. They, you know, they lie, cheat, and steal. They, they, you know, they misallocate wealth all of the time. But think about it. Gold, as we said before, gold really isn't wealth. It can be used to represent wealth only because it's pretty, only because at some period, and it doesn't corrode, at some period in the past someone says, oh, I'm willing to plow your field if you give me that cool rock that you found. That's the only gold value gold has. It can't do work. It can't be eaten. It doesn't make us more motivated. It doesn't make us happier. It's not real wealth. Not real wealth. Now what about the U.S. government? Well, it has the, 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 the right, the authority, to tax. And I know taxes are bad words, and I don't like them myself. But it essentially, it can, it can extract these rents from the U.S. economy, right? Tax the U.S. economy. And the U.S. economy, that's real wealth. That's labor, ideas, land resources, everything that makes us tick, our, our, our labor, our, our goods and services, our ability to educate ourselves and innovate and come up with technology and become more productive, that's real, that's real wealth. So if you really think about it, I know I'm getting a little abstract here, but I, wanna, I really want to hit this point home because a lot of people, I think, are still under the notion that somehow if something is somehow tradable for gold, that it is a, a sounder currency, while if it's if it's an obligation of a government with a very dynamic economy, but not gold, it's somehow less. It's somehow backed by less wealth. But I'd argue that this is actually a more profound amount of wealth. I mean, we've had currencies in 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 ancient history that were backed by gold, but in a lot of cases, you still had inflation when you know the the Spanish currency in in uh, in in the in the fifteenth century was backed by gold, but all of a sudden they discover that you know Central America had a lot of gold, and you had a ton of inflation, and that gold really didn't give any real wealth to the Spaniards at the time. It just made everything more expensive to for them. It did allow them to buy a little bit more from other countries, but it really didn't create any innovation or any um, any. It didn't really make their pie that bigger, except they did steal some pie pieces from other parts of the world. But we'll we'll leave that aside from now. But this is real wealth. A, a, a currency backed by a, a, a whole nation's ability to generate wealth in some ways is a lot more valuable. But gold was a stepping stone and it was necessary because in order to get this whole thing started, in order for people to really have trust in, in this currency, just the way people are trained to think, you had to originally sell them on gold. Right. So if you think about it, gold didn't play any role. So in 1971, when Richard Nixon decides to go off of the gold standard, if, if, and this is a big if, if you trust the government's ability to manage, to manage the money supply effectively, that they're not going to print so much money that we have hyperinflation, um, or they're not going to print so little money that we end up with you know, a deflationary spiral, if you trust the government's ability to do that, it really doesn't matter that we went off of the gold standard, and it, it really just kind of gets rid of a little nuisance. And if you actually look at the Federal Reserve's balance sheet today, there still is some gold sitting on their balance sheet, because you know, it's really not obvious what they, what, they, what they needed to do with it, so they just kept it. But anyway, we'll, we'll talk a lot about this, uh, you know, what is wealth and what isn't wealth in, in the future. I, one example I often tell people is if, if you were, let's say your, your plane is going down, you know, you're the pilot of a plane, 
you're the pilot of a plane and it's it's going down it's burning you know you might see the it's burning and you see two islands in the horizon and you have to ditch your plane on one of those islands so one of those islands it just has a big pile of gold on it right it has a big pile of gold and then another island you can see with your telescope from the plane it has cows on it it has cows on it it has i don't know all these all these random fruit trees on it with these luscious fruits you see i don't know it has a big random pool of i can't draw oil because oil is black on, on the blackboard it has a pool of oil it has another big nice lake of fresh water that's away from the oil so it doesn't get contaminated and it has and you can even see from your telescope that it has a bunch of hard working innovative smart people on it who can i don't know do all sorts of interesting things and and you, you see and they have roads they have roads and they have horses and they have all sorts of stuff which island would you ditch your plane on assuming that you'll never be able to get back to you know civilization well, well the obvious answer is you'd rather ditch your island your plane on that island because that island has more wealth and so when we went off of the gold standard, I know it seems like this big, horrible thing in the whole scheme of of the world. And gold has become a lot more expensive. It's no longer thirty-five dollars an ounce. It's you know whatever seven hundred or eight hundred dollars an ounce now. So you might think, oh, there's been all this inflation. It would have been great if we were on the gold standard. But think about what's happened since 1971. Other than some of this excess credit that was given out maybe over the last 10 or 15 years. Other than these bubbles, we've seen a tremendous amount of innovation. And we haven't seen hyperinflation. And, and, that's, and, and that's all in the world of, you can call it a fiat currency, a currency that's not backed by any kind of hard asset. It's backed by uh, people's trust in the ability for the US economy to support debt on the, to, to pay off the, the value of this currency. We'll talk more about that in the future. I don't want to get too circular in my in my my conversations. But I'll see you in the next video. I just wanted to touch on that point that we are now off the gold standard.